0: sports professor Rick Haro, and we are on the record every week this podcast will take you inside the 1.3 trillion dollar business of sports the top deal making issues the top tech issues and the top social responsibility issues plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports but having a profound effect on its impact let's get started Sport Professor Rick Harrow into the $1.3 trillion business of sports. And you're on the record with some really significant happenings this week and beyond. We thought the final four over means a lull. No. Baseball, hockey, basketball at the professional level, NFL draft, golf tennis. What else could you want? Deal making issues three to one. Three. Ukrainian football club is reborn in a southern Brazil city in honor of FC Mariupol, the team that was disbanded after the decimation of that Ukrainian city. Always about 70% of Ukrainian and other descendants in this city, and they've been supportive of this great football talent and vice versa. The Bottom line is that the war has been devastating as we know, but welcomes are expected now by social media, Brazilian players who play in Ukraine, and others. What an incredible, incredible issue that absolutely transcends sports. 2. NHL launches Roblox experience to reach new and younger fans. The NHL Blast is available immediately on Roblox and they talk about launch angles and talk about how to pick up the puck and also talk about others that have been generating significant interest among youth viewers. FIFA, Wimbledon, National Football League, and other interactive experiences have used Roblex, and now the NHL, as they attempt to get younger with more savvy content, and certainly they're moving in the right direction. By the way, the playoff results certainly don't hurt either. What an incredible week and beyond for the NFL, and NHL, and NBA, clearly. one Basketball, the Kings Warriors series, amazing game four. Last weekend, average about 7.5 million viewers ac- across the window, peaking with about 10.4 million, and that's only Game 4. Game 7 made it even bigger, and the bottom line is it's been an incredible series early. Those who want to go back to the best of five or cut the playoffs, you better be quiet because this is ushering in a brave, new, exciting world with the NBA. And We haven't even talked about David Stern slash... Uh, Adam Silver's in-game, in-season tournament, which will be unveiled shortly as steelmaking making issue number one. And it's all about basketball, but basketball captured the headlines over the last couple of months. And clearly in South Florida, we have a very interesting perspective this week. It's not Kevin White, who is the Duke AD. It's not Danny White, the Tennessee AD. It's not any other uh, folks in the White family other than Brian. Brian is the athletic director at FAU after stints at Missouri and Tulsa and other places, IMG College. Incredible what happened over the last couple of months. San Diego State, Miami, FAU all reached the Final Four for the first time in history. What does it mean, ironically, just like George Lar- Laranega, the Miami coach uh, who was at uh, George Mason, saw an incredible rise in donations and uh, admissions and awareness in addition to the economic impact in the Palm Beach market. His problem, about 185,000 fund raising potential young alum, they got to get older and generate the billion dollars to give back to the school. But in the meantime, just like Howard Schnellenberger did bringing back football years ago, he's building a proud tradition arena-wise, facility-wise at FAU. And it's incredibly instructive to talk about what a program and success in a program means to not only a school, but a region and a state and college basketball. Here's Brian White. Would the Final Four appearance and this unprecedented run uh, do for the region generally and, you know, your, your, your business in the county specifically?
1: You know, it did a ton for just our recognition and acceptance in this community. We're uh, obviously very proud of Boca Raton and and, and how and the wealth in this community and, and how great of a uh, place this is to live. Um, but, you know, FAU being a young institution, uh, it's one to where, you know, many in this community are are, are fans of their alma mater somewhere up in the Northeast uh, and may not have fully embraced FAU. And I think now they have. You know, the, the celebration e- event for me was – uh, really, a, a full circle moment from when uh, we first started here five years ago. Uh, just come such a long way to be in Meisner Park and have 4,000 plus there strong, everybody wearing FAU gear, uh, head to toe. And we see in the community more FAU flags out. Um, there's just so much momentum and and so much of a uh, of a warm embrace for FAU as the hometown team. Uh, and and we think that our, our our past is that we're we're very young, but our, we get older every day and. We think our future is incredibly bright and we, we, we don't think we could have a better hometown uh, than, than this South Florida community uh, to uh, uh, to excel into the future.
0: Yeah. So Brian, let, let's get in. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of the final four and, and uh, tournament issues for a minute, then get into other aspects of the program. So you, you hit, you hit the young alumni issue on the head. Uh, the number says you've got about 185,000. Uh, most of them haven't had a chance to, become the billionaires they're going to be yet. Uh, what, what impact does that have, your Paradise Club, the increase in fundraising? And, and, and what just happened over the last month? How, how does that impact the balance of this?
1: Uh, it's, been, it's been tremendous. You know, uh, to give an example, when, when you mentioned the youth, uh, our football stadium, the oldest alum I, I think is still, the oldest alum that would have been here on campus for four years with an on-campus football stadium is like mid to late 30s. So it's not quite your 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 big donor age. Uh, so so our alumni base is young, but we've seen huge gains. These alumni parties we had really all over the country uh, were were just tremendous to see the videos, and the emotion, and the passion. I've had a, a ton of young alums tell me in their work for in their workplace, nobody even knew they really went to FAU, or they might have passively knew they went to FAU, and now people walk around and praise them and say, "Wow, you you're the guy that went to FAU," uh, and it's and it's their their degree just got more valuable. So. I think that there's uh, tremendous uh, potential for this run uh, in terms of tapping in the alumni market as well. Um, the uh, uh, The exposure numbers are are, are off the charts. Uh, our, our football season, to, I mean, our basketball season ticket numbers for next year are already looking really, really strong. I think we had 500 plus new Paradise Club donors. That's our athletic department annual fund um and and we expect to sell the arena out on a season ticket basis so that's a lot of those people that are, are coming in stepping up and, and contributing more as they can
0: yeah let's talk about the arena for a second i i, I toiled for many years in the uh, in the miami landscape and uh, finally got to be able to put the miami arena together in the heat and all that and, you know the problem is that everybody from somewhere else they all gave in the civic office in pittsburgh or philly or where they're from or havana uh of course and so when you look at your market how do you put together consensus and a capital program that may ultimately lead to a building down the road? It's not easy, is it? Absolutely. You know,
1: I, I think that, that we, we've had a lot of fundraising success here. You know, I'm, I'm in a building, a, a brand new 70, $72 million uh, athletic department operations building um, that services football and, and all sports in the, in the weight room and in the academic center as well. So we've shown we can have fundraising success here. There's a lot of big money in Boca. Um, but you're right, garnering, um, uh, uh, I think, the whole community, get, getting the whole community together, um, all for FAU. And that's, that's what a run like the, the Final Four really has done. Uh, we, we actually uh, got a new naming gift for our current arena before uh, it was about midseason. So but while we were having a great year, but maybe not, we didn't know how special the year was going to be yet. We had a seven and a half million dollar gift to name the, uh, our, our current arena. Which is older and smaller, um, but we actually think we can make it very nice. It was the last seven games a year were sold out. We think it'll be sold out every game next year. Make it a nice uh, experience uh, for all fans and for our athletes. Add a practice court to it, uh, and and make it uh, really really loud and a hot ticket and a hot ticket to have in town and a and a a great home home court atmosphere. We're undefeated at home this year, Um, so we think that's kind of our focus: is is to just redo this arena, redo it really well. And so we had that seven and a half million dollar gift. We had another three million dollar gift uh, for the arena and, and a few other um, seven figure type gifts that, that we think will come in to make this arena state of the art. Keep it a little on the smaller side, about three thousand seats, but make it to where we can sell it out every single night. And it's a hot ticket.
0: Well, I don't have to remind you, of course, your are uh, Mike Oresco and the buddies from the AAC will remind you that when Houston comes to town and you got three thousand seats, how are you going to scale those? How are you going to price those tickets? <laughs> oh they're going up just like <laughs> yeah really <laughs> dynamic
1: pricing's coming
0: into play that, look you will be the classic poster child for dynamic pricing my friend over the next couple of months or years i can tell you that but as far as the arena issue is concerned i, I will also suggest as uh, your interview not not mine but the palm beach uh, history has been so scattered with uh, almost and could have happened and might have happened just like in in miami and the irony is you know, FAU's last numbers that we saw are a $6.3 billion economic impact on the region. Imagine what happens if you're the catalyst that gets a building done, that's a community building somewhere in the center of Palm Beach County and, you know, wishful thinking long term that becomes your centerpiece, but a centerpiece of community activity in Palm Beach County. What do you, what do you think? Can you, can you fantasize about that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. You know, we, we talk about that regularly as well. So I think both things, um, you know, initially our priority is to control what we can control and redo our arena and make it beautiful and make it very nice, make it a great home for not only FAU men's basketball, but also FAU women's basketball, volleyball, cheer, dance, et cetera. Um, but the idea of a, um, of a community partnership, uh, concert hall, convention center, uh, development type project is one we are very, very open to, and and we've actually uh, had several conversations about. Uh, so, so definitely that's that's a that's on the table as well, and it may very well be a foregone conclusion at at some point here. Uh, but in the meantime, I know we can make our our current arena uh, much nicer. You know, one other thing I mentioned too is in this community, there's no limit to what you can sell premium. On the football side, we added on-field cabanas, and those sold out with a long list. We've sold out all our premium. Our court seats, the the the, the wait list is uh, immeasurable, and uh, we're adding a second row of floor seats all the way around. We're gonna blow out a club area and add a whole bunch of club seats as well. So we think we can really do well um, from a uh, uh, from a premium perspective in a, in our current arena as well, even though it's a little on the small side. But but you're right, the uh, the openness to a a bigger city, community, county partnership that's great for everybody is one and, and maybe FAU basketball is a lead tenant and somebody that can um, uh, really draw in uh, a national audience is, is one that we're very open to and interested in. And it would just have to be the right partnership.
0: 21 teams. I'm, I'm told uh, you have to look, you can't just manage the basketball program. Obviously you got a whole bunch of other stuff going on uh, and your diversity. Apparently the student body is about 61% ethnic minority. You're spanning 180 countries uh, puts, a little bit more pressure on you to make sure all your sports get funded, but it gives you more excitement. I assume.
1: Absolutely, you know, absolutely broad based. Um, you know, at the student athlete, 450 plus student athletes, um, 14 straight semesters, we've averaged a 3.0 or higher GPA. A- FAU is very, uh, I would say, underrated in the community for how 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 good of an academic school it really is. You know, we've we've seen the success in basketball, but ideally, we're shining a light on. On how great of an academic school FAU is, and a destination school, we have applicants from all over the country, even well before this run. But uh, I've heard those numbers should uh, more than triple uh, from all over the country and all over the world applicants into into FAU. So uh, I think that there's uh, tremendous potential
0: um, with uh, uh, with that as well. And there's another kind of anecdotal uh, advantage to this too, by the way. And and may he rest in peace, the late Howard Schnellenberger would say, right, when you got him to the beach, they're not going to leave. And he must be very proud uh, up there thinking about what you guys accomplished as well. Obviously, the Final Four uh, success rubs off on the football program, too, doesn't it?
1: It does. It does. I, You know, I, I think that Coach Herman would probably be the first one to say that. I know he mentioned it to me um, early on with this run. I, I think that, that it... it a a, a run that basketball has is a compliment to all of our sports. And, uh, and it shows all of our coaches and all of our student athletes that we can have success at the highest level at FAU. We're a little bit young as an institution. We may not have been a national name. Now I think we are. Um, And I think it helps us in recruiting in every area. It's uh, Howard Schnellenberger, you know, we're going to win a national championship. The only variable is time to believe is to be strong. (laughs) Uh, These are phrases that we live by. Uh, to this day, what a special man uh, he was, and um, and and Beverly, what a special person she is, and she still uh, a, attends FAU events and and is, is strong in the community. So uh, we're very proud of of what Howard did, and that really took this not only athletic part but whole university up to new heights when they started the football program, um, and then uh, you know I, I think it, it it made us all believe that FAU can be a great university and. And, and we're, we're continuing that, that trend.
0: Just remember in the late 70s when Howard was plying that trade in the same language in Miami, nobody believed it until, you know, Jim Kelly and then uh, uh, Howard and uh, uh, the Miami-Nebraska game. Everybody remembers that too. So uh, it, it, dreams do come true, don't they? Absolutely. You know, and, and just even here, the, the, as crazy as it sounds for
1: many people to think we're going to win a national championship at FAU, we were, uh, you know, a game and a second away from winning one in, in men's basketball this year. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, I think that the, the football program has to tremendous potential. Howard's belief and his, his, I would say his bullish belief in FAU and the potential here, I think, was real. And everybody's now seeing that. It's, it's very real. If this university had been here 100 years, we would have already won one. You know, we're, we're just, we're, we're only 20 years old from a football perspective. Not much older from basketball and our other sports, um, so we're just we're just a little bit young. But we're, as we always say, we get older every day.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll I'll leave this topic. It's just a passion for me because that was what I did for 20 years, and it's just an incredible feeling to understand that you guys are the beginning of that new momentum. Uh, you'll see how hard it is. Like with the heat, and otherwise, until you become as successful as you were, and then there will be no, no one. No one was ever opposed. Everybody was hopping on that bandwagon. Is so large, right? That you're gonna, you know, feel the weight of that bandwagon. But you know, good luck. You're the guy. You're the guy to do it. Right. So, um, let let's let's uh let's turn to a couple other things as far as your experience. Then we'll go into other aspects of college sports. So when you look at your, you know, your resume, it's Tulsa, it's Louisiana Tech. Uh, all you did at University of Missouri, which was uh, incredible, uh, and uh, starting at West Point. Uh, did what, what was special about each of those or all of those that prepared you for what you're doing today? You know, all a little bit
1: different. Um, Missouri, um, you know, special to be at a land-grant institution in the, in the center of the state, and, um, and, a, and an institution was really a flagship university for the state, and uh, being a part of the SEC, seeing uh, SEC competition, which I think is probably the the highest level in, in all of college sport. Um, I I thought that was a, a a pretty great experience to to help uh, grow the fundraising arm there, and uh, having oversight for football and men's basketball that was a that was a tremendous experience. West Point, uh, probably the most special institution in the country, and and that was a as a uh, as an American, it was pretty special being at West Point and the history there that the, the the two hour tour that, that every donor, uh, uh graduate, um, anyone that, 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 visited, uh, uh, post would, would want, uh, I got to the point where I could memorize it. You know, when I first got there, we would, we would always have a, a colonel or somebody lead the tour and I would take notes and listen. And then shortly in, you, you've heard all the stories of the Benedict Arnold and, the um, and the, and the cemetery stories. And it's, uh, it's just truly a special place. Uh, Louisiana Tech was a place where I learned a lot. It's actually where I first worked with Coach May. Um, so that was a, 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 a great experience working with him. And, and later that worked out uh, when we brought him here. But at Louisiana Tech, I learned a lot about how to do a whole lot more with less, just a, a place without a lot of resources. Um, and and I think that you know how to be successful at Louisiana Tech in some ways helped me more at Florida Atlantic when I first got here than maybe the experience at West Point in Missouri, because it's uh, they're all very different jobs with different challenges. But it, at, at some places when you're trying to grow and trying to improve, you have to be able to operate very lean. Uh, and, and that's you know, one thing we've been able to do and, and be very intelligent, but um, but also get a lot done with with maybe less resources.
0: One more thing about your pre Louisiana Tech experience. You were involved at the highest level at IMG College. And it's an interesting perspective because those who really don't know the business could say, you know, here is a, a big sports agency uh, running an academic institution, but it's not really academic. It's athletic. How do you combine the two? It, it, it's tricky. So, so talk a little bit about that experience.
1: You know, when I when I first started working in college athletics, it was advice that I got is be on the revenue generation side of it. It's, you know, all of our problems, not all of them, but a lot of our problems come back to a a lack of resources and that it's just so competitive and that every every coach wants a wants another competitive edge for our program. And most of those edges cost money. Um, So to come up on the revenue generation side, uh, being able to solicit corporate sponsorships at at both Cal Berkeley and, and University of Arkansas uh was was tremendous uh uh, for me and learned a lot about corporate sponsorships mmr deals we actually just renegotiated an MMR deal here um left uh learfield and and moved on to a uh to a partnership with playfly uh and that experience i had on the other side of it has been uh, tremendously valuable for me um and also you know selling corporate sponsorships is building relationships which which is also helped lead me into the development side and fundraising of college athletics. Probably most importantly with the Razorbacks is, is where I met my wife, who was also a Razorback and working with the Razorbacks. So that worked out well for me as
0: well. So now that you are one of the freshest, young, talented faces among all ADs and big uh, D1 athletic conference last week in Dallas, where we're all at. Uh, give me your perspective of the state of, of the industry. Uh, is it is it going away in a cloud of dust? Can Charlie Baker uh, save it? Does the portal and NIL combine mean these are all professional athletes? There's got to be something in between that. Give me your give me your perspective. I'm
1: with you in that. There's some something in between that. It is extremely difficult, and you know it. Uh, but uh, and, and these are choppy waters we're all navigating. But I'm an optimist, and I believe it's all going to be just fine. And I think that I also believe uh, wholeheartedly that NIL is, uh, uh, something that our, our student athletes should have an opportunity to, um, to benefit from. And I think that, that, you know, is it happening in the best of ways at all places right now? I think we all know that's not true, but I'm optimistic, you know, President Baker can, can, um, come in and, and provide leadership and, and help, uh, um, chart the course for us to, uh, to, to make some, some sense of all this new change and, and that, you know, we can find some, um, some, some calm in, in, in these waters. Uh, but I, but I absolutely uh, believe that, that student athletes should benefit from NIL. We just gotta, uh, we just gotta figure out, you know, how to, uh, maybe make, uh, make it make more sense and, um, and, uh, and, and, and figure out how, how we should operate, uh, with these new rules. We're just, I think we're going through some growing pains,
0: uh, but, but it is growing. Yeah. Well, your mouth to God's ears on the regulation of NIL. Uh, it is interesting uh, in the in the conference. One of the things, the perspective is that a uh, you're not a small school, but you're a school that is is, is new, a newfound awareness school might be in a good position with NIL because your kids uh, football, baseball, all your sports, but your your new stars will have an opportunity to shine and generate some significant uh, revenue opportunities. They they might not. Uh, uh, have if they got lost in a bigger school, for example, or or a or a school that that had a bigger history of athletic performance.
1: I couldn't agree more. And I think when it comes to real legit NIL being in Boca Raton in South Florida in a market like we have, being right right on the edge of, as you know, Broward and Palm Beach County, so much wealth, so much business development. So when it comes to legit NIL, I think it could be a huge opportunity for a school like FAU in a, in a booming market.
0: General comment about. Uh... Uh, becoming a full-fledged member of the AC, a, a, AAC on July 1. Are you excited?
1: We're excited. Yeah, a great opportunity for FAU. You know, really excited about the opportunity to start a rivalry with South Florida. Um, I think we can be really competitive in that league. Obviously, we showed it uh, in, in basketball this past year. But, but across the board, we have a, a lot of programs that are uh, nationally ranked or having a lot of success in their particular sports. So I, I think the AAC is, is, a, is a perfect home for us. I'm, I'm excited about uh, Michael Resco's leadership and, and being affiliated with the academic profiles of some of the schools in that league. I think there's tremendous potential within the AAC.
0: Well, Brian White certainly gives us some perspective that we wouldn't have had otherwise, and it looks like he's building a winner in Boca Raton and will continue the consistency. Uh, good for him. Let's go to the sports tech minute. Microsoft's $68 billion activation blizzard takeover blocked in the UK. The emerging cloud gaming market would be negatively impacted by the transaction, uh, they say. And the Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, says a proposed deal would negatively affect the emerging cloud market. Microsoft already commands up to 70% of the global cloud gaming services market, and the CMA believes this position would be unduly strengthened by the acquisition of popular titles like Call of Duty, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, and others. And the bottom line is Microsoft continuing to expand, but might find it a little difficult in the UK. Again, we'll have to see how that all shakes out. That's your Sports Tech Minute. How about gaming? Minnesota sports betting backers planned a bill that changes to give racetracks a slice of the revenue. The sponsor, Senator Matt Klein, says he wanted to expand the reach and consensus opportunities with the bill. Key committee chairs in the House and Senate signaled the momentum. After years of failed effort, And lawmakers in both chambers, whose votes would likely be needed to pass the bill, say they want to build the track's support and Klein told Axios and others that he plans to offer at next week's hearing monetary and policy provisions to make life better and business models more sustainable for the two tracks in Minnesota transfer payments higher eligibility look for Minnesota to be added to the list of gambling success stories in the not too distant future how about good sports five as we always do well number one through hundred is the Ukrainian relationship with FC Mariupol and Southern Brazil. But we already covered that. That is big. But additional pieces, the Maple Leafs finally get over the hump. They win a playoff series. And if you said a week ago that the second round would have a Florida team in it, everybody would say, yeah, the, the Lightning would beat the Leafs. Didn't happen. The Bruins get tossed after the President's Cup by the Panthers. Excitement in the NHL. Jordan Addison signs a multi-year partnership with Adidas, joining Trevor Lawrence, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Jones and others, not just contract but philanthropy, really important. Riley Gaines calls Brittany Griner's remarks on transgender athlete participation heartbreaking. The Protection of Women in Sports and Girls Sports Act passed in the House last week aims at preventing biological males from competing in girls and women's sports. Cutter To host the 2017 FIBA Basketball World Cup. They're using green technologies to make the FIBA Basketball World Cup carbon neutral in 2027 and obviously build on the successful World Cup they had with economic impact and soccer. Finally, economic impact. The Open generated record 300 million pounds for the St. Andrews and Fife area during last year. The 151st Open played at Royal Liverpool Golf Club in July the 13th time the major had been played at that venue. It just goes to show economic impact really important as you move forward in sports. Well, that's it for the show today. We'd like to thank Brian White for lending his unique expertise from FAU and otherwise. I'd like to thank Nick Nielsen for putting the show together and all of our support staff. I'd like to thank you for listening and watching. And join us next week when we go further inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports and you're on the record sports professor rick Haro, speak with you soon